Land banking is the process of investing in what we call pre-developed land, which means basically just dirt that is strategically placed in the path of growth, holding, and we're very conservative at our company. We tell people on average, over the 43 years that the company's been around, on average, the hold period is seven to 10 years. So this is not a flip. This is not cash flow. This is not passive income. This is not get rich quick. This is buy and hold, set it and forget it, real estate investing. And your end uh, result, the end result, the exit strategy is you sell the land to a developer who wants your land to consolidate with other smaller parcels, put them into a big parcel, and then they build a big project. Hey, it's Chuck here, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free Collaborators Toolkit is going to contain the best resources from our workshops as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for, and they're going to help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're gonna help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Creative Collaboration Show. This is Chuck Anderson, and uh, we've got another amazing episode here for you today. And I got to tell you, you want to listen very closely what I'm going to say, because what we're going to be talking about in this episode isn't commonly talked about. And, uh, you know, as of you know, we're, we're on a mission to inspire entrepreneurs to look for collaboration and partnership opportunities. So we definitely have one of those opportunities here for you today. But also, as a business owner, you're probably looking for ways to invest your earnings and to plan for retirement and all of that. And so this is going to be uh, something you really want to pay attention to uh, for that, especially if you've ever been involved in real estate at all. Uh, this is going to shatter some maybe myths or maybe redirect your thinking in a new way. And this is not something that you normally would hear about. So I'm really honored to have uh, Brad Warren with me today. And uh, Brad is an expert in something called land banking. And uh, he's going to explain to us what that is and what it's about and why we should really consider having that as part of our investment uh, plan and uh, why it's just such a darn good uh, opportunity. So, Brad, thank you for being here today. 
lovely to have you here, man. Thank you for having me, Chuck. So, so Brad, obviously, in an introduction like that, and and we're going to hear your story uh, as we go here. But what's land banking? I mean, I, I remember when you told me, it's like I have no idea what that is. So, and I, and I know our listeners are going to have that exact same question. Yeah, in fact, I I had a name tab name tag made up back in the days when you went to live networking events, and it just said Brad Warren, land banker, and people would reach out, they would shake hands, and they would go land banker, what's that? And so I got them to ask me the first question. And then I would tell them and they said, wow, I'd like to learn more. And I go, you know, it's too much to explain right now, but why don't we change cards and we'll get together for coffee another time. So it was a great way to get the the conversation started and get their business card and schedule a coffee meeting. But the short answer, Chuck, land banking is the process of investing in what we call pre-developed land, which means basically just dirt, that is strategically placed in the path of growth, holding, and we're very conservative at our company. We tell people on average, over the 43 years that the company's been around, on average, the hold period is seven to 10 years. So this is not a flip. This is not cash flow. This is not passive income. This is not get rich quick. This is buy and hold, set it and forget it, real estate investing. And your end uh, result, the end result, the exit strategy, is you sell the land to a developer who wants your land to consolidate with other smaller parcels, put them into a big parcel, and then they build a big project. 500 homes, a shopping center, uh, a marijuana grow facility that takes 10 or 20 acres, something like that. So it's buying the land when it's cheap and then waiting until the developer comes to you because they need your land. It's a very interesting concept because, you know, and and I used to speak at Robert Kiyosaki's seminars, who's who is at the time, not so much now, but very much at the time into uh, buying real estate that is uh, passive income producing. So it typically became rental type right. real estate investments. So so we know a lot of people in that world who have bought into that and land banking isn't something that you hear about very often and at all. And so um, can you speak a little bit more about that? Because I know people love real estate as an investment. It's a great thing to have in your portfolio for your retirement, uh, all, for all the various reasons. But how does land banking compare to some of the other sort of like real estate investments that people would do? Well, let me just say, first of all, that our company is privately owned. It's now the son of the founder. He's a PhD economist, uh, well-trained in macro trends, micro trends, but very private. All of our business is by referral only. We don't do any Facebook ads. We don't do newspaper ads. We don't do any kind of advertising or promotion. Uh, it's just by talking to people like you and I are talking right now. Then they get a hold of me and I set up a Zoom call with them and we talk more and we talk more. And then we actually have them watch a one-hour educational program first. In fact, they're not even allowed to invest with us until we educate them first by watching this full presentation. So that's a little bit about the why we're the best-kept secret around. How we differ, uh, I had a 40-year career as a business coach. I was doing very successfully. Uh, I was very successful at what I was doing. I was a trainer and a speaker. So I would go into corporations, Fortune 50, Fortune 100 companies, traveled the world, actually, teaching. 
but I left that career after 40 years to go work, get my real estate license and work for this company because of the high level of research that they do before the land is even purchased, before we even buy it and then offer it to investors. The amount of research that goes into um, picking the best properties that are in the path of growth, that's really the key concept. You can buy land. Anybody can find cheap land. You know, you can go on the Internet now and pretty much find land in any state, any country and buy it dirt cheap. Uh -huh, that was a little joke there for the listeners. <laughs> dirt but, cheap. There we but go. It, is it in the path of growth and will you get returns in the three to seven X range? That's our goal for our investors. Our minimum investment is 25000 up to $2 million. That's our range. And our investment uh, goal for you as an investor is to get three to seven times your return on your investment. A lot different than some of the other land acquisition deals that are out there. Yeah. So three to seven times sounds like an amazing uh, return. Uh, over what time frame would you say that, that uh, you're typically seeing that happen? Well, typically, on average, we tell people seven to 10 years. I know people who have exited sooner. And I know some people that are going to exit later. Could be 12, could be 15 years. But here's the way I look at it, Chuck. One of my properties actually is 10 years old. It was the first one I bought. It's a mixed-use property, 115000 for an acre and a quarter. I went in with three other people because I didn't have the 115 myself. And by the way, you can invest with up to three other uh, non-family members and up to a total of eight family members, yourself plus seven mm -hmm. others. So anyway, we pooled our money to buy this and 10 years. And people say, well, aren't you concerned? It's been 10 years. You haven't even had an offer. And I said, look, let me tell you a couple of things. Number one, half a mile from my property, I know of a property for sale that's selling for four times what we paid. So right there, I know my land is worth at least four times. Secondarily, uh, I've gone down and looked at the land. And every year I go down and look at it or every other year, I keep seeing more and more buildings being built and a 204 single family residence housing development uh, half a mile away on one side, uh, a 600, uh, a 160 acre lot was just sold to an electric bus manufacturing company that's going to double their workforce in the city where we invest. So that's being built now on the other side of me. So, oh, oh, and did I happen to say that the city council a year ago rezoned my mixed use property from four stories to five stories. The city council raised the height limit. I didn't do it. I didn't ask them. I didn't petition them. I didn't uh, demonstrate outside their council meeting. They went ahead of their own accord and rezoned my land. So a developer can now build a five story hotel instead of a four story hotel. Do you think that added to the value of my land? Heck yes. So I'm not concerned. If I wait another 10 years, let's say I actually have to wait 20 years, but I sell that land with my with my friends and we get over a million dollars back, we get a 10 to 1 uh, return and our carrying costs are minimal and our risk is like almost zero. I mean, we don't, there's no tenants, toilets, termites. There's no, you know, eminent domain. We don't have to worry about that stuff. This is set it and forget it. Sleep good at night, real estate investing. 
Now, it seems to me, Brad, uh, uh, something like this, I mean, it's not your typical real estate investment, like where you're buying a building and like you say, renting it out, you have to worry about all the rental things and you got tenants that are are, and termites and all of that kind of stuff that that you have to worry about. And you get that phone call in the middle of the night, go, oh, the toilet's flooding, can you deal with it? You don't have any of those problems when it's land. Uh, It's a different deal. I mean, this it's obviously a buy and hold strategy. Um, and uh, and not a sort of like a rental passive income type of strategy. So it, it's important to note that it's a completely different type of an investment. But it seems to me like this is a great place to park business winnings or business business profits that you don't really need to touch right now, right? Because you you put it in there, you, you that value is not likely to go down. Uh, it's it's more likely to go up, even even if you just did two x return, that would still be uh, better than most investments. Um, but let's talk a little bit about that because uh, I think as business owners, we're looking for like where where's the best place to put my money uh, to to invest for the future, but also just to save it. Like so, it seems to me like it's a good place to park money. Great, great. Uh topic to bring up. So let me preface it by saying I am not a financial planner. I'm not a financial advisor. I do not give financial advice. I'm just going to speak from personal experience. I think if you're a business owner, I was a business owner. I still am a business owner. I mean, I have a business, you know, it's selling land, but I was a a sole proprietor. Uh, I have an S corp and I had a retirement plan. I had a, a SEP, a simplified employee pension plan uh, in, in an IRA. I also had a Roth IRA, which if your uh, listeners don't know what that is, it's a way to put money aside for your retirement. And then whatever vehicles you buy inside of that retirement plan, they grow tax free, not tax deferred, tax free. That property I mentioned earlier, that mixed use property, the gain that I get on that property, Uncle Sam does not get one single penny. So as business owners listening to this show, make sure you are maximizing your contributions to whatever IRA plan you have, 401k plan, whatever it is you've got set up. If if you're a solopreneur, there are plans available to you, solo 401ks now. Those didn't exist 20 or 30 years ago, as far as I know. And now they have solo 401k plans, which are different than regular IRAs. So talk to your CPA, talk to your financial planner. Make sure you're putting aside as much money as you can without jeopardizing your your cash flow and your business and an emergency. Like who knew COVID, right? Who knew two years of being locked down and and things just turned upside down? So make sure you've got that cushion and then look at diversifying your portfolio. I, I definitely think for some people, having single family residences that they rent out and provide some cash flow. Great. I've got one of those. I had two. I got rid of one because I was just sick of the tenants, toilets, and termites. I use that money to pay off the first one. So it's paid off and all of it is is cash flow, which is wonderful. Uh, And two weeks ago, funny, you brought up toilets. This wasn't a toilet. It was the bathroom. There was mold and some of the paint was peeling. So $315 later, you know, it came out of that month's check. So I got a smaller check, but I still got something. So yes, definitely single family residences. There's stocks, there's bonds, there's mutual funds, there's all kinds of uh, the hard money lending. There's uh, and, uh, 
there's hundreds of different ways to invest. Crypto, oh my God, be very careful with crypto though. I've already lost a little money there. So just be careful. But I like this for diversification purposes and because it is very different and because I don't have to do a whole lot of work. My wife and I own 11 properties, Chuck. And I'm invested with several other people. My wife owns a few outright. But I spent just this last two weeks, because the, the tax bill comes every November, I spent probably three hours or less doing all 11 properties, calculating who owed how much on each one, contacting everybody, scanning the invoice, sending it so everybody had a copy, collecting all the checks, putting them in an envelope, putting the stamp, addressing all of that, less than three hours for 11 properties. And now I don't think about it for another year. I don't have to do a darn thing except watch the news. And oh, by the way, our company does free webinars on Tuesday night. The COO gives us a 30-minute update on what's happening in the area where we invest. How do you think I found out about that city council changing the law? The COO reported to us because they attend the city council meetings. I don't go down to Lancaster, you know, 400 miles from my house to go to a city council meeting once a week and then come all the way home. No. The company does that for me and then informs me, oh, by the way, the business-friendly city government of Lancaster just passed this ordinance. Here's the ordinance name and the, what it's called and the date it was passed. And your property is now five stories and not four. Mm. Yay for you. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's a little bit about why I love doing it and why I think it's a great way to diversify. I don't want people to put all their money into, into land. In fact, part of what I will do is screen them and talk to them and make sure that it is money that they can put aside and they don't need it for a hip operation coming down the road, uh, a Lamborghini during a midlife crisis that they want to buy, you know, a round the world cruise for a hundred thousand dollars. You know, uh, no, this has to be money you put aside and then you just forget about it and you wait for the developer and that friendly knock on the door that they want to buy your land. I think it's a great point that you just make because it seems to me that timing your exit is uh, is a key part of this strategy. Uh, I would also say that timing your uh, entrance into the deal as well. So I wanted to ask you a little bit, and this is why, and, and I think you've alluded to it a little bit because you've got a company behind you that does a lot of the legwork and the research for you so you don't have to, because I think that's something that uh, investors worry about. It's like, okay, well, this sounds like great idea, but what kind of research am I going to do, uh, have to do? And how do I know like what piece of land is a good one to get into and when should I get into it? Uh, like for example, if you already see the buildings going up around that piece of land, it might actually be a little bit too late, uh, Too late, right? Yep. So it's got to be kind of before that. So the timing of when you get into it, timing of your exit, and then also how do you get all of the information? So wonder if you could just talk a little bit about those things for a moment. Okay. Wow. That could be an hour-long conversation. Well, we'll, we'll, do the, we'll do the short version because uh, but hopefully version. we'll answer it in a way then they want to talk to you uh, more about it. So let me tackle the research part first. We have yeah. a research and acquisition department, and all they do eight hours a day, five days a week, is research the properties. We have a 16-point comprehensive analysis checklist, and every property that, that our company, Valor, looks at goes through that checklist. If it doesn't get 16 yes marks, we don't buy it. We reject 29 out of every 30 that we look at. And when I say we look at, our company actually buys the land. It's not like a house 
where the real estate agent represents the seller, gets another agent who represents the buyer, and then negotiates itself. No, we buy, we, the company Valor, we buy the land with our money first. We buy it very cheap. I can't tell you all the different ways that we find it, but we find it very cheap for pennies on the dollar, maybe nickels, maybe dimes on the dollar, maybe not pennies. We mark it up. That gap is the cash flow to run the company because we can't wait seven years. People say, well, why don't you just hold the land yourself and sell it for 3X you know, in seven years? Okay, who's going to pay the employees for seven years while we wait to sell that land? They need to get paid every week. So we mark it up. Still below market value, but we sell it to investors who, when they see the price, they're still thrilled. They go, oh, my God, that's less than the other parcels nearby. So, yeah, I want that one. Uh, and then the investor is the one with the patience to ride it the seven to 10 years to get the big return. So that's a little bit about the research part. Uh, when to buy? Yesterday. <laughs> don't, don't wait. Even though the time horizon is seven to 10 years, I wish I, I started investing in land 10 years ago. And I wish I had started 20 years ago because a lot of my land would have sold by now. Uh, now I'm just getting to the point where some of them are going to start very shortly. Uh, so don't, don't hesitate any longer. Another reason is the land where we invest, which by the way, people say, where is the land? It's a 60 mile radius around downtown LA. That is the only place in the United States of America or anywhere in the world where we invest. We're experts in the land in that small area. There's 10 reasons why we're experts. I'm not going to go into that. It's just too complicated, but we call them the TED growth factors that will show you, will show you statistics and newspaper articles and declarations by mayors and governors that the area where we invest is exploding in growth. So you want to get it now while it's still available. We are starting to find it harder and harder, particularly to find the lower priced solar land. We, we call that green real estate or green energy. All of that land is going to the energy companies to build solar farms because of state laws. There's several state laws that require California to get its electricity from renewables by 2045. 100% of our electricity for buildings and homes from renewables by 2045. We're at about 33% and it took more than 20 years to get to this point. How are we in the next 20 years going to go from 33% to 100% unless they build these gigantic, massive thousand acre solar farms over and over and over again. So by now, there's still land available and it is disappearing at an accelerating rate. And then as far as the exit strategy, uh, again, like the solar people, they tend to exit sooner than the seven years. The mixed use, by the way, there's five zonings for land. Solar and agricultural is at the bottom. Mixed use is at the top. The price goes up from bottom to top and the period to sell usually increases from bottom to top. So you can buy cheaper, wait less time, still get your three to seven X, or you can buy at the higher end for much more expense. But you know, three to seven times 500,000, it gives you a bigger overall return than three to seven times of 25,000. But you're still getting the three to seven X. Completely makes sense to me. Well, so there's obviously an opportunity here. And uh, I think just with what we've touched on so far, hopefully people are seeing that this is an opportunity worth looking into further. You're not going to get all the details in a short little podcast like this today. But <laughs> our goal here is to educate people that, hey, this is an opportunity that exists. It's not something you hear a lot about. And really, the way to do it is 
is, you know, there's there's a next step that we recommend that you take. And we've got links to Brad's uh, contact beneath this video and in the podcast show notes. And we want to make sure we connect those dots to you because there is an opportunity there. But Brad, there is another opportunity as well as that. And there, we, well, we talked about you can actually become a, a finder of people who might potentially invest. And there's an opportunity for people to make money there as well. So let's talk briefly about that. I mean, I know yeah. the, the main opportunity is the investment, but we wanted to bring this up as well. Yeah. So let's say you have $25,000 and you get your uncle to chip in 25 because he, you know, he gets educated first, as do you. You both decide it's great. And we, will, we always wanted to do something together. So you bring in the Uncle Joe, I'll call. And Uncle Joe brings in 25000 Well, because you introduced me to Uncle Joe, you're what I call a finder because you found him and you introduced him to me. You will get 2% of the gross sales price that Uncle Joe pays to buy that land. In our example, 25000 2%. You're going to get a $500 wire or check from me. We call it a marketing consultation fee. You're a 1099 independent contractor. You will receive a 1099 miscellaneous income form from my CPA at the end of the year. And you should report it to Uncle Sam as earned income. That's up to you. I don't give financial advice. Uh, I'm not a CPA, so I don't tell you what to do. I'm just telling you what I do to stay legal is uh, you're going to get a 1099 miscellaneous income from me and you're going to get $500 either wired to your checking account, savings account, or a check mail. Or if you don't want the check, I can donate it to a charity in your name. I can donate it to a place of worship in your name. You can put it in your grandkids' 529 college education fund. I don't care what you do. It's your money. You do whatever you want. As long as it's legal, I will pay you. So that's a 2% of the gross sales price on every sale. If Uncle Joe comes back to me a year later with a hundred thousand of his own money, he says, "I, I, I don't want to invest with my with my uh, my nephew anymore. I'm just going to get something myself." And he puts the hundred k. You're going to get two thousand dollars of that sale from Uncle Joe, and every sale thereafter for as long as I'm still alive and on the planet. Uh, and and then it will pass to my business partner, and she'll keep paying you the two percent for as long as. Uncle Joe keeps investing. So fabulous opportunity for people to spread the wealth and make some wealth at the same time. I think that's a really great uh, idea. And everybody knows somebody who is looking for investments and often people will talk about it. And there's certain key words, I think, that you mentioned that uh, are good to listen to when you're having conversations that would make a good referral. What are some of those? Well, if you hear somebody say, they, they come to you and they say, Chuck, you're a really smart guy. Uh, I've got $50,000 in a CD at Wells Fargo or B of A or someplace like that. Uh, CD, most people know, is a certificate of deposit. We call them certificates of disappointment because of the low return. And with inflation so high, you're actually losing money by leaving it there. And they say, Chuck, what can I do with 50 grand? I don't want to get in the stock market right now. Way too volatile. Don't want to do crypto. That's way too volatile. Uh, I know I can't buy real estate. And you just use one very simple question. You say, Uncle Joe, have you ever heard of something called land banking? And I will guarantee you what, as close to 100% of the time as possible, Uncle Joe's going to go, no, what's that? 
Well, you put the bait out. Uncle Joe grabbed the bait. He's hooked. Next thing you say, you know, I know quite a bit about it because I've watched a one-hour educational program on it. It sounds pretty fascinating, but I don't want to try to explain it to you because it's pretty complicated. It's simple, but complicated. Uh, I just would like to introduce you to my land banker, Brad Warren. Would you be open to me just giving him your email and your phone number, and he'll set up a Zoom call and he'll explain it. Well, where's the land? What's the minimum? They're going to start to want to ask you a bunch of questions. And the easiest thing for you, is we, as we call them finders, the easiest thing for you as a finder is to say, Joe, Joe, Uncle Joe, I know the answers to some of those questions, but I don't want to say something wrong. And then Brad has to undo it. Trust me, I've met the guy. He's funny. He's nice. He's like a long-haired hippie. You know, he, he, he's been around for a while. He's got experience. He owns 11 properties himself. I just want to introduce you. Is that okay? All right, fine. Go ahead. And then you'll send me what's called a prospect profile, which is a little outline on Uncle Joe with some information about his background, his previous investment history, how much money, if you know, how much money is he thinking of investing, blah, blah, blah. You send that to me. I look at it. I go, Chuck, I'd love to meet your Uncle Joe. Please introduce me. You send an email, Uncle Joe, this is Brad, Brad, this is Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, sit tight. Brad will get a hold of you. And then you're done as the finder. 10 minutes of your time. And you'll make the 2% of whatever Uncle Joe decides to invest. So, yeah, amazing that there's really two ways to profit from this opportunity. One as an investor, but one also just recommending them to you and collecting on the uh, the finder's fee, which is uh, amazing as well. So to make things, look, obviously, uh, we're not going to cover everything in such a short episode, but if you are intrigued by what Brad has had to say and you'd like to First of all, watch that video. Brad will send you the video and it'll explain how it all works. Uh, there is a link just beneath this video and in the show notes and click that. Just let us know if you're interested in the land banking or in a finder or both. Uh, indicate that. And then Brad's going to send you all the details uh, that you need to do and uh, the next steps. And so, uh, like you said, it's complicated but simple. And so we want right. to make sure we get all of the right details. We're not going to try to be exhaustive here in this uh, episode, but we want to, our goal is to create awareness and let you know about this. I had no idea what it was uh, until I met Brad. And so Brad, I, I appreciate you sharing all of that uh, with us today. And, uh, you know, it makes me think a little bit about our theme of our show, which is collaboration and partnerships. Yes. And nobody really does this alone because, you know, and this is what I say always, whenever we introduce a new concept, you have two paths forward. One is you can go and try to navigate this on your own and try to do it on your own. Second, you can go and partner or collaborate with someone who already knows what they're doing. And it's a much faster and easier path. And you don't have to do it all yourself. So uh, and that could go for anything in your business. So obviously, you're a great person to collaborate with when it comes to this land banking, so people don't have to navigate on your own. But I'm wondering as well, because uh, look, you're a veteran in business. What would you say, uh, how would you say that collaboration and partnerships have played a role in the growth of your business? Well, it's pretty obvious to me how it happened. First of all, teaming up with Marcella, who is like number two in the company in terms of sales. So I have an incredible mentor, coach, friend. I was actually at her wedding. She actually married one of my best friends I've known for 24 years. Her husband is my referral coach. 
He taught me how to build a referral-based business. So I don't do any advertising. I don't, I don't go out looking for leads. I look for people to send me business. One of my best finders is a guy who put me on a podcast over a year ago, June 29th, 2021. I remember like it was yesterday. He put me on a podcast. I'd never been on one. I actually got dressed up because I thought it was recorded like a video. And he says, no, no, Brandon, it's a podcast. Don't you know what a podcast is? I said, no, I don't. What's a podcast? So he told me. I said, okay, well, I'm dressed up anyway. We might as well just go ahead. That podcast alone has produced 18 closed, closed, not leads, 18 closed sales, well over a million dollars in sales just from that one podcast. And oh, he just had Marcella, my business partner, on his uh, it was called the Expat Money Show. The guy's name is Mikkel Thorpe. He's a fabulous guy to get to meet. You can find him on LinkedIn. But he had Marcella do a recorded 55-minute session on his Expat Money Summit, which aired last week, uh, like the second week in November. In three days' time, I've gotten 32 leads from people who watched Marcella who emailed me to say, I want to find out more. And I've already scheduled a couple of appointments, three-way conversations for Marcella and I to talk to them to get them on board. So networking and collaborating, uh, which is not my usual style. I was a lone wolf for those 40 years as a business coach. I was a solopreneur operated by myself. I did have a business coach. That was about the one. And my wife, who would offer some advice, which I didn't always take. <laughs> but collaborating with Rick and Marcella. And being open to doing it completely differently than I had ever done it before. And then going out and finding podcasters like yours. I'm hoping, Chuck, you get to be as good a finder as Mikkel. I would love to just call you up in a couple of weeks and say, Chuck, you're not going to believe 15 people have already got a hold of me from listening to the podcast. And 10 of them want to buy. Oh, my God, you're going to make a lot of money. That would be great for you. Be great for me. And, of course, it's great for the investor because they're getting an incredible investment that will pay off over time. You know, and that's the win-win-win type of scenario that can happen from not trying to do everything yourself. I, I'm a lone wolf or a chronic do-it-yourselfer as well. At least that's how I started my career. Uh, and I had to learn very painfully that anything significant is usually not accomplished alone. This whole thing, when I ever hear someone's a self-made millionaire or a self-made <laughs> billionaire, that's no. such BS because <laughs> there's totally. no way they did it alone. They had to have customers, right? That's automatically not alone. So right. nobody is really right. and truly self-made. And there's always a team and collaborations and partners that make it happen. And things are so much easier when you collaborate with someone like you just mentioned you got 32 leads like that just from collaborating with someone where you would have really had to pound the pavement to go and find all of those yourself, right? 32 one-on-ones. Okay, let's look at that. 30 minutes to drive, 30 minutes to come home, an hour to have lunch, put on a whole bunch of extra calories, pay for the lunch, and maybe, maybe they'd be interested in investing versus... Marcella does 55 minutes, records it. We did nothing after that except sat back. And now I've got the work. But even now, it's all Zoom. Zoom has skyrocketed my business. I have clients all over the world now. Before, they were only in the San Francisco Bay Area within driving distance of my house. My market went worldwide when I started getting on Zoom. 
at the beginning of the pandemic. I, I, it's, I feel a little bit guilty saying it, but the pandemic actually skyrocketed my business by forcing me to pivot to a completely different model. And then, of course, having Rick and Marcella to help me develop that model to the point where it is today. And I get I love podcasts. Podcasts work really, really, really well for me. And that was certainly a byproduct of this whole pandemic thing is the the acceleration of doing things virtually through Zoom. I mean, Zoom skyrocketed. Uh, podcasts have skyrocketed. Uh, Zoom, uh, YouTube channels and, and interview style shows have skyrocketed. So, you know, it's created a new opportunity. There's been a shift in terms of now we have accessibility to audiences that we really didn't have access to before. It's been amazing so far. And, you know, to what you speak to that transition from being a lone wolf to being someone who's uh, not only open to collaboration, but thriving from it is the kind of transformation that uh, that we like to highlight. And it's something that uh, is true for me and in my business as well. And it reminds me just how much of a personal growth opportunity being a business owner is. And, uh, you know, part of that journey has been books. And I've been blessed to to read a lot of great books and a lot of great information. I've got quite a library on my Audible account, which is now the easy, easiest way to consume new content. So I ask this of all my guests, Brad, uh, because I'm and I'm interested in to know what your recommendation is. But if you could name just one must-read book that our audience could read and learn from, uh, what would you recommend? Wow. Uh, just one. Oh, my goodness. Well, the first one that comes to mind is The One Thing by Gary Keller, who is the founder of the Keller Williams Real Estate Company, one of the largest in the world. And that book is all about focus. It's about planning. It's about thinking through what you want to have happen. What are your goals? And then staying very, very focused. But if I remember, one of the questions was, what's the one thing I can do that will make everything else unnecessary or easier? What's the one thing I can do such that by doing Yeah. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? And for me, it was find finders. So that's all I do. I try to find more people who I can then do podcasts with and then everything else is easier and unnecessary. I don't have to travel. I don't have to get in my car and pollute. I don't have to get fat by eating all those delicious lunches. I do miss them. I got to admit that. But uh, I don't I don't have to go out to restaurants now to meet people one on one. So oh, the, the one thing by Gary Keller. That's and a great yeah. It, it just in the beginning, the first Russian proverb in the book, and I don't really know if it's Russian, but they claim that it is, says, if you chase two rabbits, you won't catch either one. Oh, I've heard that one before. That is so true, right? And it's it speaks to uh, times in my business where uh, you're kind of serving two masters or you've got two goals simultaneously. And it kind of, I, I read somewhere too, that there's no such thing as true multitasking. Uh, you're really only doing one thing at a time. You just think you're multitasking because you're just switching back and forth between the two things really, really, really fast. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because he has a chapter, uh, a section in the book on busting the myth of multitasking. All of the research, not some, all of the research on multitasking 
shows that people are less effective, less efficient, and make way more mistakes when they multitask, yet they all claim that they're better, that they get more done. But when you look at the hardcore data, not true. It is a myth. Multitasking just allows you to screw up more than one thing at a time. <laughs> That's really well said and so true. And it's something that I love this idea of focus. Now, this book that you recommend, I downloaded it to my Audible library uh, a while back. Haven't listened to it yet. Now I got to pop it to the top of my list because you recommended <laughs> it, Brad. So, All right, great. Uh, and that's going to be my one thing, uh, you know, th this next week. So, Brad, thank you so much for everything that you've shared here today. And uh, again, I'll just remind everybody that if you want to connect with Brad and get more de details about land banking or becoming a finder or both, uh, that link is just beneath this video and in the podcast show notes. Uh, all you need to do is click on that link. Uh, it's going to ask you a couple of questions. It's going to send that information to Brad. And he's a nice guy. Uh, you're going to be uh, uh, in good hands with him. He's going to send you all the information you need, and we'll take it from there. So, uh, Brad, thank you so much for educating us on this opportunity, uh, on what land banking is. And uh, we highly encourage people to take that next step and reach out to you. And uh, and so, by the way, I'm going to do this. If anybody does reach out to Brad and connect and email me back and let me know that you've done that, I've got a free gift for you. And so I'm not going to tell you what it is because I like I like there to be a surprise, but right, I do have right. a free gift for anyone who reaches out to Brad and let uh, mention that you uh, heard uh, of him, uh, heard of him through me and this show and uh, all the other ways that we're going to put this out there. And I've got a free gift for you. Just let us know. And I'd love to hear your story about uh, your interaction with Brad. We would really love to get your feedback. So so there we go. We're going to throw that in there as well. So uh, so before we sign off, Brad, uh, I ask this of everybody, if you were to just leave our audience here with just one final piece of advice or words of wisdom, what would you say to them? Well, one of my favorite quotes is, ordinary things consistently done produce extraordinary results. Just ask any rock that's had water dripping on it for centuries. There's now a hole in the rock from just those little drips of water. But ordinary things consistently done produce extraordinary results. So roll up your sleeves, folks, and just take action. As Nike would say, just do it. Just do it. Just do just it. it. Whatever the it is, do it. If it's doing one push-up, do it. Don't, oh, I can't do 20 push-ups, so I'm not going to do any. Do one and do one for several days in a row. And pretty soon you'll be doing two and you'll astound yourself. And then you'll do three. And before you know it, you will be doing 20. Even if it takes you a year to get there, but that's an accomplishment. And it started by doing something ordinary on a consistent basis. And then you produced extraordinary results. Excellent words to end this episode by. And I think uh, so so true. And so, Brad, thank you for that. My uh, pleasure. To our, to our listeners, thank you also. Please do reach out to Brad. Let me know once you've done that. I've got a free gift for you. 
And in the meantime, keep moving forward. Never, ever give up on your big dream. And you're just one partnership or collaboration away from overcoming any obstacle that you might be facing in your business and getting to those better results that you seek. And uh, we highly encourage you to do that and hope that we've inspired you to look for people to collaborate with, like Brad, for example. So uh, in the meantime, uh, I'm Chuck Anderson. This is the Creative Collaboration Show. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.